Hey, Mystic Michaela, spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today we're talking about, well, all things anxiety. It's a few days after election day. We're taping this portion of the podcast and... Um, yeah, anxiety felt like a pretty good topic to discuss today and how each aura color deals with it. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. What's going on? A lot of anxiety out there. Yes, anxiety. Um, for me, the anxiety actually is revolving around this notion or this idea mm-hmm. that our family has come up with. Which, oh. Mm-hmm. And this idea that you, Brianna, and Abby have come up with is that we should start preparing for the Christmas season. Yeah. So I've been noticing a trend on my block. People are starting to put up their Christmas trees and I'm like, what a great idea. Like seriously. Okay. Well, first of all, (laughs) you know, we love Christmas and the kids are with me on it. Now this is giving me a little anxiety. I know for everybody else, it's been the presidential election, but for me, it's (laughs) no, it's not that at all, Scott. That's not (laughs) stressing you out. Like I'm already sweating here Yeah, because for me, you know, Christmas, we usually do Christmas the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. We have Thanksgiving and then we do Christmas. Yes. But now, you know, Abby's already saying, Hey, let's get the tree up. Yeah. There's a lot of issues that are going to come up We can just do the tree. Well, no, you can't go half. Well, I feel like we all need Christmas cheer. I mean, it's the only thing that's going to bring us all together as a nation is Christmas cheer and Hallmark movies and Christmas music. Well, we tried actually. (laughs) And cookies. The other day we did try on Netflix to watch that new Christmas movie. That was Holiday is... Holiday. I didn't like that. It was terrible. I didn't like it. We got through the first scene or two. I have a high tolerance for Netflix programming and that just was bad. Yeah. I mean, I watched Emily in Paris and I was okay with it. So holiday, like, it just didn't work for me. No. And look, the last thing that people need right now is me to red rant. Oh, you know, there, my There's God. just too much energy going on. Yes. But, but think about this. Oh, no. If we start Christmas, and now we're, I don't know what the date is today. I can't even remember. This is a red you know, rant. Ever since I uh, retired from teaching, I can't remember the date. But early November. Okay, mm-hmm. so think about it. You it's start November playing 6th. The Christmas movie, the Christmas music starts playing on the radio. It already has. You're going to be sick of that by December 18th. No. Early, yeah. No, because I don't like the feeling of the sadness when Christmas is over. So maybe I'll be sick of it and I'll be okay with Christmas being over. All right. I mean, you might want to kill Josh Groban. I love Josh Groban. You know, if you're going to listen from <laughs> of Josh Groban from November 6th to December 25th. <laughs> I love it. That's a lot of Groban. I love Groban. That's I too love, much Groban. I that's, love Buble. That's too much Buble. <laughs> <laughs> you know that meme where he's crawling out of his cave yeah. and everybody shares it every year. Like, you know, yeah. Michael Buble crawling out of his cave. I, I need to see that meme. No, he's it's st- going he, to calm me. He needs to sleep <laughs> till Thanksgiving. No. He'll be grumpy. Buble will come out grumpy. Grumpy Buble. Grumpy Buble. I mean, come on. So there's that. Yes. Um. Okay. This is actually the biggest one. And mm. hopefully... The, you know, the kids do not listen to this podcast. No. Oh. All kids, this is a, what's it called? A warning, warning. Trigger warning? Trigger warning. Or is it adult content warning? No, no, no. It's like a trigger warning for kids. Kids listen I don't to, wanna... no, kids listen to this podcast, God. I know where you're going with this. Where am I going with this? Elf on the Shelf, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's real. Elf on the Shelf it's is real. real. The elf is real. Kids listen to this, don't. No, no. But the elf, you're going to have to do the, I mean, the elf is going to have to do more things. More days. Oh, no. The elf doesn't come till after Thanksgiving. I put my foot down there. <laughs> that, that damn elf. He doesn't. He's not allowed to come until after no, but Thanksgiving. In our, in our household, no, he's not allowed to come till December 1st, and everybody knows that. Okay, but in our household, the elf comes the, the, no, the day comes, after you put up the tree. 
No, he comes December 1st. You, We always get Are a letter you, from the elves no, that say right. they're on their way. And that is after we put up the tree. So <laughs> I don't know about The elves could be coming like November 15th. Remember That's, when the elf spelled our kid's name like, wrong? I don't have enough that powdered really sugar and salt to do this. And string. <laughs> you you don't have to do anything. All you have oh, to yeah, do yeah, I mean, yeah, the elf, yeah. is let the elf do its thing. December 1st, okay. he comes. All right. We also do our uh, Christmas. We call it our Christmas espy. Crap, we'll say crap for the show. Crap our, by. Our Christmas crap by. Well, it's our it's our annual you and I Christmas exchange. No, no. I'm, uh, first, I'm talking about with oh, the kids. Oh, the crap by. Yeah. Where we go to uh, like a Walmart or Target. I want to do Lowe's this year. We basically, <laughs> we basically <laughs> say put anything you want in the cart. Anything that is to you do want Christmas. goes in the cart. Right. The Christmas crap by. We just, no questions. You want something, yeah. it goes in that day. For, you know, but, but it has to be Christmas themed. You know, but, but my wallet's got to prepare for that. That's like yeah. early December. You're telling me November. That's true. Okay. So that is that. Okay. I and then like that. you said, we have our exchange. Yes. Now, if you are a listener of the podcast, you know that Mystic Mikhail and myself only get each other one or two gifts every year. Mm-hmm. And it has a theme. Okay. And um, what was it? I can't even remember last year's theme. Do you remember? Last year was something you could life. buy for $20 at Burlington Co. Co- Factory, yes. which was yours. And yeah, you won. I am the victor. I don't like that one. And this year. But I won the two years previous. Yes. You which had were a, imper- the best impersonal gifts. Yes, you won that. Yes. Um, like something you'd give somebody that you had no relation to or connection to at all. Right. But the Burlington year was just a crushing defeat for you. Yeah, it was. And. Um, but this year, this year it is a gift or two gifts on I think under twenty dollars. Well, yeah. We have to come up with all the rules, but yeah, we have to lay down the rules that a distant relative would give you. Yeah. So like your long lost aunt or a cousin. Yeah, yeah. somebody uh, you don't really have any relationship at all. They right. live across the country. Right. They send you a gift. You always are like, oh, it's so sweet because you never send them anything. And that's what we're doing this year for each other. Right. Um, now, does this person have to be of a certain age i don't think so okay. i think maybe they're your elder and you still feel like you're a kid when okay. they give you something because that's what i was thinking too yeah like you st- even though like i'm not a kid i still feel like a kid when i get it and i'm always like oh i always forget yeah. to give them something like i'm picturing like my 75 year old aunt from you know chicago right and what she sends you okay right, right. same um yeah and then that's what we'll give each other. And then, of course, like we did last year, you guys decide. I'll put it right. up on Christmas Day for you guys to decide. Right. And we're, we're going to be coming Who back won? to this. Who won? We're very well, early yes. on it this year, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I already know what I'm getting you. I already have one of the gifts, too. Oh, that's right. You do. I do. I actually have one. Can we re-gift something? Can we send you a re- Can I, I mean, send you a re-gift? No, no, no. That, no, no, no. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. No, you cannot re-gift. <laughs> I, I no, actually no, no. saved... You're giving, a me gift anxiety. From a, giving me anxiety. I actually saved a gift from a relative <laughs> just to give you this year. Oh, if it's from an oh yes, yes, that you could do. I, I thought you meant it was like one of the gifts you gave me on one of the previous Christmases. No, it's a gift from a relative that I got last oh, year, and yes. I would like to re-gift it to you I, as part of my gift. Yes, that, that would yeah yeah. That's, and I'll that's, let you know, and you, you have to wonder if it's a re-gift, just like you would if a relative. That gave is in it the rule you. book, statute twenty three ninety one. Okay, yes, that works. Good. All right, so I got a lot of anxiety. And, <laughs> Um, because of this Christmas thing, but yeah. I looked up the symptoms of anxiety and, and most people probably know these and, you know, like sleeping issues, mm. uh, irrational fears, panic attacks, rapid heartbeat, all these things. So what I wanted to do for the mystic Michaela spiritual family was come up with my own test, anxiety test to see if you really are a sufferer of anxiety or maybe it's not so bad and you just, 
you know, once in a while, you know, get a, you know, so a little sleep issue or something. That's good of you. Yeah. 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 So I came up with my Scotty's homemade anxiety test. I've actually sent it out and it's getting approved. I've, I've sent it to the Detroit Behavioral Institute. They love it. They love it in Detroit. I've sent it out to the Behavioral Institute in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, they love it there. And I've also sent it out to the Behavioral Institute um, in Temple, a Temple University in Philadelphia. Oh. Okay, so one I sent to Detroit, one I sent to Atlanta, and one I sent to Philadelphia. Oh, they're going to oh. need it. <laughs> they're going to need it. Yeah, great, great <laughs> institutes, by the way. Yes. Okay. So are you ready to take the test? I'm ready. Okay, I'll take the test. Let's see if I have anxiety. Yes. But I also want you at home, yeah. the listener, or, or in the shower, sorry. Because um, <laughs> we know they listen in the shower. Yeah, we all know you listen in the shower, to take the test as well. Okay. This is so scientific. I'm so uh, glad that you created it. Very, well, these institutes like it, and they, they're going to approve it, I Great. think. Great. Um, you know, it's going to get into those like journals of medicine and things. Okay. All right. Number one, and most of them have four choices. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the past week... Did you worry? And then how many days? Did you worry seven days? Like all seven days? Mm-hmm. Did you worry three or four days? Did you worry one or two days? Or did you not worry any of the days? Like worry in general? Like I, that's yeah, every like it was day like a worry, worry. some day. You were kind of... That's every day. So you're all seven days? Yes. Okay. So Mr. McKayla's spiritual family members, write that down. If you had all seven days, then you are like Mystic McKayla. Okay. Easy, right? Good question. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. It's a little vague, but okay. Well, I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> Number two, when watching, and you can fill in whatever Real Housewife you'd like, Kelly Dodd, <laughs> Ramona, on the Real Housewives, I'll use Ramona. When watching Ramona of the Real Housewives of New York, do you, A, get a sinking feeling in your stomach, <laughs> B, feel the need to call Andy Cohen a psychopath and say, how could you possibly keep her on the show this long? Want to pluck out your toenails Ew. or make some popcorn and enjoy the show? You know, I get like, I was with like A and D. A and D? Okay, yeah. so you're kind of sinking feeling yeah. and you want to make some popcorn. But you know, I gave up New York because it got too stressful to watch it. Okay. I gave up Real Housewives of New York because it just got too freaking stressful to watch it. I have to. Yeah. All right, what they if it was were like, actually giving me anxiety. Like, I feel like they actually have alcohol is <laughs> some issues. <laughs> what if it was like. Uh, and I feel uh, guilty watching it. Okay, what if it was like Kelly Dodd or Housewives of Orange, Orange County? Kelly? No, I still watch that one. So it still would be A and D. A and D. Yeah. Um, any housewife that it would not be Andy, like B, where Andy Cohen, you know, what, what's going on here? No, or, that's why I stopped watching New York. Cause I'm uh, like, I feel like these people have like actual addiction issues and they need help. It's not nice to put a camera on them. All right, so I'm writing that down A and D. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right. Question number three for the Miss McCall Spiritual Family, if you're taking the quiz. After watching Claire's three-episode season. Yeah, four. Was it three? It was four. Four. Oh, wow. Yeah. She made it four episodes. Okay. Uh, A. 
do you want to cuddle with your dog and cry? <laughs> Love that dog. I have to take a moment for Claire's little dog. Brianna and I were watching last night pretending we were the dog. Like every oh, time she cries, okay. that little dog like paddles over and just kind of like falls on her chest. It's like the best <laughs> dog. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that can be a possibility. Yeah. Uh, B, marry someone after your first date. <laughs> That was funny. C, think that Bennett would make for a good boy toy. <laughs> That's yours. That, what? <laughs> you love Bennett. Uh, oh, yeah. Bennett, he You're had, always like, they should pick Bennett. The, he is a presidential suite. <laughs> or letter D, feel the need to DM someone for months and months and then say you had no contact with them. <laughs> I'll pick the dog. So you're going with letter A. Yeah. Okay, MM is going with letter A. All right, writing that down. Question number four. All right, M.M. has just asked you to spend the night at the Ann Stevens house. Oh, the Halloween episode. Yes, you've invited them to the Ann Stevens house. Yes, the haunted house. Your first response is, A, no way. You're sweaty. You're dizzy. You're panicking. You have a crazy rapid heartbeat. There's just no chance. Okay. Okay, somebody, like, okay. This is a hard for me to answer. Okay. I ask myself. Yeah, you have to ask, like, you have to jump out of your body. Yeah, pretend somebody's asking me. Okay, got it. Okay. Okay. Sure, you got your sage, you got your selenite stick, and your hematite. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And this one only has three choices. Only because I, I didn't have enough space to write the fourth one. Mm. Um, only if Chris Harrison gives you a date card. Oh, I think the one with the crystal, and I'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. So the person would accept. Yes, I would your accept offer. my own invitation. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So this one is for football fans. Oh. You know, I know we, we've been oh. trying to get more guy listeners, Jumanji, Jumanji, Jumanji. Right. And um, this one's for them. Okay. So, you know, and, and of course, women love football too. Yes. Um, so here we go. All right. So you're watching. I'm going to put the Buffalo Bills in here, but you can insert any football team you like. You can say the Pittsburgh Steelers or whoever. Okay. Or the Detroit Lions or the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> okay. You're watching the Buffalo Bills play football. A, you're nervous. They're just going to blow it again because yeah. that's what they do. It's my childhood. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, anyone in Buffalo knows we're traumatized. No lead is safe. No lead <laughs> is safe. True. That's true. You can be <laughs> winning by like that's, so many points. That and lose. is trauma. <laughs> that is real trauma. <laughs> you can be winning by so many points and lose. Okay, that can happen. That can happen. If you're a Bills fan, you know that without cheating. Um, <laughs> B, you don't really care. You just want the wings, the blue cheese, and the beef on weck. Mm. And, of course, you, you put in your foods for your city. Yes. Um, <laughs> insert your food. Insert your food. <laughs> like Pittsburgh, you get the Pamanti Brothers. The uh, Oh, yeah, those sandwiches. Those sandwiches they yeah. eat. You know, if you're in Philadelphia, you go with the cheesesteak. All right. We got to get a little more serious here. All right. Letter C. You puke after having one too many Labats at the tailgate party. Mm. Bill's Mafia. and Or letter D. You calmly say there's always next season. I would say it's like an A, B, D situation for me. A, B, D. Like I know it's not, you know, I had to give up the win in life because I'm traumatized by the bills. So I'd go for the food. And, you know, you have to say just to make yourself feel better, well, there's always next year. Okay. Yeah. Spoken like a true Buffalonian. (laughs) All right. Number, people are going to think we did this episode a little bit. uh, Drunk? Drunk, No, it's like 10 a.m. This is not drunk history. (laughs) Number five, somebody forgot to pay the Netflix bill. That's you. <laughs> we we all get mad at you around here for that one. You get a notification <laughs> on your TV that it says your membership is on hold. Oh, my God. That happened to me this morning. <laughs> a, 
You freak out in total panic. That's me. B, you decide to watch a show on Amazon nope. Prime. Never. No, okay. Uh, C, you start blaming your amazing, wonderful, significant <laughs> other. Aww. Or D, you have your daughter text that said significant <laughs> other with tearful emojis. That's what I do. I make Brie text, text yell at you. <laughs> I mean, uh, I could just do it myself. It's just that you are so okay. So okay. because you're a red, you fear everyone stealing your credit card information. So for whatever reason, we can only pay for Netflix with gift cards. <laughs> so it's not that I can't do it myself. I totally would just you know take out my credit card and do it myself. But I'd get red ranted for it. Right. So I have to wait till you get you know the approved gift card amount, which can never be more than for the month. Like right, you can't. So, do, all right. So you that's got my a, own rant. A and D. Yeah. Okay. Question if you don't number, get like the fifty dollar gift card. The pain people is almost over here. <laughs> Question number six. How many questions are there? There are. Let me see. I oh forgot who I wrote. Uh, there are nine. Okay. okay so there, we're up to number six. Okay. All right, your favorite bra crystal falls out and cracks on the floor. <gasps> Tragic. Yes. A, you cry hysterically and ask your spirit guides, why me? Yeah. B, no biggie. Just go to mysticmichaela.com and buy a new one. <laughs> no, no, no plug there. No plug there. Uh, C, panic sets in and you feel like your twin flame might show up. Oh, God. <laughs> or D, you can't sleep at night anymore because it was your favorite red garnet stone. I would so. say E. <laughs> None of those? Yeah, it's more like, what does this mean? Yeah. Maybe that's A a little bit. I think that was going, yeah, I was going I would with say that with what, A. Yeah, okay, that's A. Because I'd be like, oh, what does this, you know, right. signify? Right, like, you know, when like a crow flies by or yeah. a feather drops. Everything means something. If you listen to this podcast, yes, you can't just live your life. Something. Everything means something. Right, there could be a whole <laughs> can of tuna fish standing next to you, but if a seagull or a crow comes by <laughs> and starts eating it, you got problems. That's... <laughs> <laughs> okay, red person. Right. Our signs mean things. All right. Let's go to number seven. We're almost done here. Number seven. <laughs> you have a dream and you're not sure if it was astral traveling, uh, astral sex, ain't alien probing. <laughs> a, can't even say this with a straight face anymore. A, you freak out and listen to the astral travel episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. B, you calmly search for your stash of MIR. Mm. C, Say, why am I freezing? And look to see if you still have your PJs on. I don't know what. What does what, that I, even mean? Well, you, the aliens came. They, okay. they, they probed you. They probed you. All right, you. that's like and, a two-step thing. They okay. forgot to dress you. Yeah, that's oh, a two-stepper. Okay. One of my two-step jokes. Yeah. And D, you post on the MMSF page that Mystic Michaela came to you in a dream and told you your aura colors. <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> None of that. None of those. By the way, if you don't know what MIR is, that's in the Star Seeds episode. That's in the Star Seeds episode. And if you are not on the Mystic Palace Spiritual Family page, at least once or twice a day, you are in somebody's dream. <laughs> I do not sleep well, so this does not surprise me yeah. that I go hang out with people. Okay. So that one you're not <laughs> you refuse to answer. I don't I don't even I can't follow. Okay. Next. Too hard to follow. All right. Pass. Okay. Well, you know, okay. But no, no go ahead. Number nine. No, no, sorry, number eight. Let's just move okay. on. Okay. Some stranger comes up to you and says, I think you might have been Anne Frank in a past life. <gasps> now, this one, A, tell them you're mistaken. Mistake. <laughs> oh, my God. Anymore. Tell them you're mistaken. MM's mom was Anne Frank in a past yeah, there's life. There's only one person who was Anne Frank in a past life. Yeah, and actually it's the same choice for B, C, and D. 
So there's only one choice there. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. So if someone comes up to you, you know what to say. Right. All right. Last and final question. Thank God. Here we go. An Amish man comes up to you in a Chick-fil-A, mm. a very crowded Chick-fil-A. I don't know what, why that's important, but it was at the time. Mm-hmm. A, you start sweating and say, is this my twin flame? <laughs> B, you have an irrational fear that he might ask you to help him to build a barn. Mm-hmm. C, you get this very rapid heartbeat for no reason. And D, last one, think, I can't even read my writing. Think, is this what happened to Claire when she met Dale? Oh, like you just fall in love. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so an Irish man comes up in a Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Sweating, it's your tube flame. He wants you to build a barn, rapid heartbeat, or is it love? I would think, yeah, it's Scott. That's what I'd think. All right, well- Please add up your scores, people. So just circle the number that you did. And I came up with a, um, you know, you know, like basically a scorecard. So there's four things. If you're scored, you know, based on the choices that you selected. Okay. And I also gave you a solution. All right. So here it is. If you had a lot of A's. Right. You have very high anxiety. Stop watching reality TV and meditate right away. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, if you had a lot of B's. Your anxiety isn't too bad. Maybe a shot of whiskey once in a while will help you, and you'll be fine. Letter C, you're off the charts. Find Willie Nelson immediately and have what he's having. <laughs> and letter D, you're a starseed. Call Keanu Reeves and hang out with him. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, so add up your scores. Figure out which one you are. Of course, for you, I think you're letter A. I think I'm A. High anxiety. Stop watching so much reality TV and meditate. Okay. With- with Deepak. I can do that with Deepak, my Deepak. All right. All Award right. So sponsor. thanks, guys, for always, um, you know, when you can, using our codes for our sponsors. We really appreciate it. And today we have Function of Beauty. I actually just, you know, I, I got it for myself. And then my daughter loved it so much. I got it for her. She's 11. And um, we got the peach. And it was so good. And then something they have these little extras you can get. And I got like the deep conditioning, but my daughter got, um, when I got hers, I got her the anti-frizz because she has curly hair. And it works great. Mm. I, honestly, it really does. And then I used it in um, Abby's hair too. So, and it smells good. So, you know, I think one size fits all is not a phrase that should describe your beauty routine. Each of us is unique and functional beauty gets that. And you get to do a little quiz that can help you customize your own hair goals. Function of Beauty is the world leader in customizable beauty, offering 100% custom solutions just for you. Here's how it works. First, you take a quick but thorough quiz and tell them a little bit about your hair goals, which is actually a lot of fun, especially if you do it with your kids. You can even choose the color and fragrance you prefer. Next, Function of Beauty's team determines the right blend of ingredients, then bottles your custom formula to order and they even write your name on it it's so cute and they give you stickers it's a lot of fun then they deliver your personalized formula right to your door in a cute customized bottle they even print your name on it which is what i just said (laughs) along with bumps stickers gifts and even (laughs) detailed instruction card describing your hair care regimen function of beauty only uses clean ingredients and all of their formulas are vegan and cruelty free which is very important to me They never use sulfates, parabens, or any other harmful ingredients. There are over 50,000 real five-star reviews and counting, and Function of Beauty now offers a new skincare line. It's the same quality and customization you expect now for your skincare routine. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com slash K-Y-A to take your quiz, and you can save 20% off your first hair care order. 
Uh, yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah. I've been going to the other bathroom where oh, all the oh, functional yes, beauty stuff where all is. Where our girl stuff is. I've been stealing it. Uh, I've been using it. Peach or lavender? I like the peach. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Actually, I was in the, uh, the store the other day, and an older gentleman came up to me, started smelling my hair, said mm. it smelled really good. That's not what I want. His name was Joe. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's really good. Really good. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Sorry. Um, yeah, so go to functionbeauty.com slash KYA to let them know you heard about it from our show, please, and to get 20% off of your hair care order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash KYA. So I'm recording this on November 3rd, and it's 9.54 p.m. my time, and you'll be listening to it a week later, a week and some days later. But I thought it was a good time to talk about anxiety because it's going on a lot now. There's a lot of anxiety happening now in our country. And it's something that you're probably familiar with, especially if you're listening to a podcast like this. Um, And I thought it would be a great conversation for today. So in my own life, a struggle has been major anxiety and it's so normalized. There is no way to really even separate it from my daily existence. And perhaps you understand that. I don't know myself without it. And in readings I've seen, because you know, when I do a reading, I step into your energy and how things work for you. So in readings, I have seen that it does take shape in different ways within the energies of the clients I read. And I see that it truly is customized to each person. It sits differently and acts up in different ways. And I see that anxiety is a true deterrent because we're taught, we are taught to be ashamed of it, to ignore it, to carry on as if everything is normal in spite of it. When I started doing readings, the anxiety lessened for me. Um, And it didn't go away, but it did change shape. And now I understand that for me, anxiety is a way that spirit starts to speak to me. It's kind of a way where I am getting messages. And if I try to block them, the anxiety gets worse. So now when I feel anxiety, I understand that something's going on, even if I don't get it right away. That's what it's about. You know, and obviously I'll take this moment to say I'm super not a doctor, nor do I call myself um, a doctor or anything like that. We have brains, okay? They are part of our human condition and they release chemicals and those chemicals are very powerful. And sometimes we do need professional help. And I do feel that we can help ourselves often with reflection and connection to spirit and overall self-acceptance and all the work that goes into that. I feel that can help, but I am in no way saying that if you can't do it on your own, you shouldn't get help. You definitely should get help. You should always seek help if you need it and never be ashamed. It's important to not feel isolated and alone because anxiety can get very overwhelming. So I'm just putting that out there that today, you know, this is not a replacement for therapy or treatment or anything that you need that's professional. When I started my own journey, um, you know, when I was fighting my gifts and whatnot, I, and I was having postpartum depression. You know, I went to th- it was one, it was a lifesaver. Therapy was, and and they taught me lots of things. They put it into perspective, and one of the perspectives is is that you know we're live we're we're a soul living in a human body. So there's some things we have to understand. 
about our human body. Um, and one of them is that we release chemicals that have like a fight or flight uh, reaction to them. And you have to understand that about yourself because it'll help you compartmentalize it. So having said all that, anxiety truly has been a real plague to me. And I remember when, like I said, I was fighting my gifts, it would come over me in waves. I would throw up, I would cry, I would freak out. I would have what I know now are panic attacks. I thought I would die. And looking back, I see that I was going through a transition of sorts. My soul was pulling me forward and I was just too scared to follow that path. I was trying to stay the same. I was trying to be stuck. And anxiety seems to creep in with that pattern in many of us. It's the things we want, but we cannot speak to. It's unsaid words. It's the power of untapped desires pulsating through us. And when we ignore it, it gets a hundred times worse. One of the ways that I try to think about my anxiety is like a toddler, like a little two-year-old kid. Like if a toddler wants something from you, they do not let up. They keep going. And if you ignore them, what happens? They get louder and they get more and more irrational. And if you've ever been around a child, it's easier, as you know, just to get down on one knee and look at them in the eye and say, okay, yes, what do you need? And listen and give it all the energy and attention in that moment, you know, to the kid, to the child. And I feel like dealing with my own anxiety in this way has been effective. I stop. I take a moment and I listen. And honestly, usually, just like when you do this with an actual child, it's something really dumb. It's something really stupid or inane that your anxiety wants or is telling you or whatever. Um, it's it's you know it's usually something that's like not a big deal. Perhaps it's a hypothetical situation playing out the way I don't want it to, or it's about something I can't control at all, or or it's about guilt left over from my programming, or it's always something very inane. And when I listen to it and I really contemplate it, it does settle down. Instead of piling up when you pay attention to it, it settles down. And I get to see what it was, and I, I get basically to name it. And when you name something, it loses its power. And that's the thing with anxiety. If you name it it loses its grip on you, you know? So, oh, I'm having anxiety. And then you take a minute and you're like, okay, that email just came in from my boss and the way that she wrote that, you know, now I'm, I'm like, I realize that I'm triggered because I, I read between the lines and I feel like she doesn't think I'm doing a good job. And then you just stop and you're like, oh, okay, that's what it is. Got it. Moving on. I get it. You know, it's just little, something little like that can help you. And then you have reflection. So it can be helpful to you too. I see that many people actually modify all of their behaviors to avoid anxiety, to avoid panic attacks. And that is where life can get stuck. I see people stuck in jobs and relationships and friendships just because they don't want to deal with the panic and anxiety eating at them. That if they're, you know, if they do something they want to do, um, they're bad or they're going to be alone or they're just going to be stuck with their own thoughts or something like that. Anxiety can make you feel very unproductive. It's isolating. It makes you feel like you aren't with the rest of us. That's the thing with anxiety. It, it makes you feel separate, like you're outside of us. It's really sad not to feel part of things, and that's what anxiety does. It robs you of the present moment. It robs you of feeling like you're, you're joyful. And the lies we tell ourselves 
are detrimental because guess what? We all feel like that. Every single one of us feels like that. We're all living in our own heads, dealing with our own stuff. We all feel like outsiders because in this culture, we aren't talking about this stuff. Like I try to talk about it on this podcast. We have to be vulnerable with our own feelings. We have to say how we're doing instead of pretend that it's just not going on. You have to have friendships and family members and relationships where you can say, you know, I'm not doing good today, or this is how I feel, or, you know, whatever it is, I'm, you know, I'm anxious about this or that, instead of just like brushing it under the carpet. It's the shame of anxiety that keeps us isolated, not anxiety itself. And that shame is socially created. So each aura color I want to go through the aura colors now and how they deal with anxiety because each each one deals with them, um, with the symptoms a little differently. And it's important to note that people will try to distract themselves from anxiety with self-destructive and, and distancing tendencies. So you'll see that in each aura color. They just do it in different ways. So let's go into yellows. Yellows are the type to get over-scheduled. They will use the avoidance techniques to the fullest. They're pros at this in order to stay away from their thoughts. The anxious yellow can't really settle down or sleep or do anything like, you know, like fall asleep or have a good night's sleep without like a drug or a sleeping pill or a glass of wine to do it. It's a constant uphill battle to stay busy so that the thoughts just don't creep in. The avoidance tactic the avoidance game, it's aggressive. And I see yellows also hold a ton of stress in their gut, in their gut area. So I will see yellows flare up with digestive issues when stressed. Yellows can do this thing too where they take on too many, way too many projects. They will decide, to, okay, I'm going to sell my house. I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to renovate a house <laughs> like all at the same time while I'm homeschooling kids and working full time and taking care of sick grandma and showing up to every baby shower and birthday party and wedding with a gift and a smile plastered on my face saying that I am fine. And yellows can get so good, like so good at convincing themselves of this, that they tend to get that darker shade of yellow. I call, because I told you so yellow. I talk about the shades on bonus episode two, but that's a shade, I t- because I told you so yellow, where all of a sudden no one can tell them any different from what they want to see. Yellows can close the door on reality sometimes in order to avoid the feelings of anxiety. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Greens. Greens isolate. They isolate even though, but they isolate like while everybody's around them. So they can be in a room with a hundred people and, and they can have this vibe of being a very solitary creature. They can, you can be in a relationship with a green. And if that green is anxious, you can feel very alone, even though you're living with them. It's a vibe they put up. It's a fortress of sorts. They can shut others out. They can create emotional walls between them 
and their true fu- their true feelings, and they live behind those walls. And the thing with greens is when they shut off the feelings button, all the other buttons go off too. So anxious greens can become very shut down emotionally, robotic, and unfeeling. They can become almost like walking zombies. They can hear anything, but it's in one ear out the other. There is no getting through to them. They are with us physically, but they can go somewhere completely else in their minds. The green's mind is like an intricate system anyhow of ins and outs and this and that, and and they can get lost in it. They can go within and retreat there, and they can avoid the anxiety because of it. I will see green's um, in this state. They'll start to drink or use substances um, to, to keep the retreat going to keep the fortress up. And in here, they can get all that bad self-destructive stuff going on. I often fear greens the most for self-harm, like suicide, when they get like this, because they become so closed off that all of a sudden that's not such a scary option for them anymore. And like their families don't know how to reach them. Nobody knows how to get to them. And they can take it very personally. This is extreme with green people, but um, that, that they worry me the most because they become, they're so good at shutting everyone out when they're also trying to shut out their own anxiety or their own feelings. But this is just how greens deal with things um, when they don't have coping mechanisms for them. That's why when I see somebody who's raising a green child, the biggest thing you can do for your green kid is teach them how to articulate their feelings because that's where green people need the most help with, how to put words to it, how to name it so it doesn't get control over them. Blues. Blues get very sad. They can be super vulnerable about their anxiety, which is good. But then this is the aura color I'll see depression the most. I'll see depression with this color, like clinical depression. It becomes so incredibly heavy that they just don't know what to do with it. Blues get very stuck. And they can start to have health issues, which will reflect their own fears. It's kind of crazy. I will see, for example, blues develop physical manifestations of their own self-hatred. So I'll see them hold on to sadness and then watch it develop into like weight issues or hormonal issues or even throat issues. I will see them feel they don't have a voice to say what they want, for example, and then they'll start developing like a real diagnosable issue in the thyroid. Or I'll see that they feel they can't move forward in life, like they're stuck, and all of a sudden they'll start developing like circulatory issues in their legs. So it's they will develop like a manifestation of whatever they're their anxiety is, they have to watch their anxiety because they end up punishing themselves for it in a physical way, which is their form of self-abuse and destruction. They will own the feelings as a shameful thing because they'll feel others picking it off up off of them. So they kind of, they feel it double. They feel themselves feeling it and they feel other feel others feeling it too. And then they create a narrative. This is the blue thing. They create this narrative where they are truly the worst person around. And they'll feel like they're the cause of everyone's sadness and they're the sole reason why things are not working out. That's the ego and the empath. Like empaths, you know, we think egos as like, I'm the best person in the world. Well, with a blue, with a blue person's ego who's going through something with this, like major anxiety issues, all of a sudden the ego tells them, oh no, you're the cause, you actually are super important because you're the super important worst thing for everybody. It just flips the script. Bad, good, it doesn't matter. It makes you think you're the only one um, that's doing anything. So that's the thing with blues. They turn on themselves, which is, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Red people. So reds, when they get it, you know, okay. So red people, they just don't like 
They just don't like to feel out of control. I'm dealing with a red person right now who's having anxiety. And what's he doing on election night? He's downstairs yelling at the news. Okay, nobody else is there. Nobody hears him. Okay, <laughs> he's just yelling at the news. Okay, so how do red people? T- I'm up here, everybody, talking to you. How do red people deal with anxiety and anger? They can feel upset when they're not in control. Red people. And um, then they'll react negatively to that with a lot of different, like, we'll call them behavioral issues. They can get, like, just angry or ragey or they can do destructive things. Like, they can start fights or they can become very grumpy. Like, a little cloud is sitting on them. I read this book, uh, The Pigeon, you know, I have kids, okay? So, The Pigeon Drives the Bus or Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus or whatever. I'm sure you've read that book if you have children. Um, And there's this, like, one picture... (laughs) Like the pigeon can't drive the bus, so like it the pigeon's angry and there's this like cloud sitting above them. And that always reminds me of a red person who's angry. Like there's this little cloud and they're just like, mm, they're angry. That's like red people. They just get like a little cloud. Reds don't like the feeling of swirling uncontrolled emotion and ang- which is anxiety. So they tend to get very volatile when dealing with, with that, with anxiety. Edgy, aggressive, combative can all be ways reds deal with these feelings. You know, and if they and if they can't like unleash it on the actual source, you got to be careful because they'll try to find like the next available one. So, yeah, anxiety equals anger with red people. Purples, purples, purples are no strangers to anxiety. Purples and anxiety coexist. I see that. Listen, I see in all the aura colors. Um, they, obviously, there's anxiety, but purples tend to have it different when it comes to anxiety just because of the things attached to it. Like we all have a connection to spirit, but in purples, that's especially how spirit connects. So we all have anxiety. It all means, you know, something as I go through it, but with purples, anxiety also has the extra implication of it being a marker for how spirit talks to you. So in purples, anxiety can mean all the things I'm talking about. And it can also mean that spirit's trying to talk to you. So it, it's like that little extra part that can kind of throw them overboard because in purples, that's how spirit connects like through that anxious feeling. So I will see purples get lots of anxiety just because that's just how they are themselves. That's how they open up naturally to the energy within and around them. And purples can experience it so intensely that it's not something they'll even try to hide. They usually accept it. Like, yep, I'm anxious. That's me. I have major anxiety issues. They'll just say it because it's just too much part a part of them to try to hide it. Um, but I will see purple dealing with purples dealing with like anxiety conditions, like actual diagnosable ones. Usually they'll actually go and get it diagnosed, maybe because they're more accepting of it. Um, so oftentimes I will see them on the, on, you know, prescribed medications for it more than other colors. Um, I will see them turn to substances though, when they, when they try to self-medicate and then I will see them overdo it. So alcohol meds, addiction issues can come from the purple's relationship with anxiety um because they just they want to distract so those are the ones who are going to self-medicate and that's that's where it gets tricky indigos indigos deal with anxiety by like basically running away like me doing the podcast right now (laughs) during election night with the red person screaming downstairs at the television i ran away i'm gonna talk to you guys instead that's that's Calmer. Okay, so the Indigo ghost. It's real. It's real, people. Indigos will run. 
After this election, you will not be seeing us for a while. We're recuperating somewhere, somewhere dark and warm. I will see indigos just totally disappear out of situations where there is a surplus of stress and anxiety. Of all the other colors, indigos will accept that they will feel anxiety and will not be able to deal with it the most. Like they get that it's anxiety and they get they're going to have to go deal with it and go deal with it alone. And they do take action. And indigos will like do anything to try to avoid dealing with it publicly. So you'll see as an indigo becomes more self-aware, you'll see them, you know, just spend more time with themselves. They deal with anxiety truly by suffering in silence. They want to be alone. They want to deal with it in their own way and come out and not talk about it when it's over. Indigos don't like to talk about it so much. They hate indigos, just like a blue, indigos hate talking about their problems, but indigos even more so, I guess. Um, why? Because when you feel your own feelings and then you have the ability to feel other people's feelings, you don't want to talk about your feelings and feel them feeling your feelings, if that makes sense. And if you're indigo, that makes sense. It's just too much. You're just going to go. You're going to hide under the covers for a week. You're going to suffer in silence. You're going to deal with your, you're going to deal with your nonsense and you're going to come out and you're going to be like, yep, yeah, I'm good. Let's not talk about it. Moving on. That's how indigos deal with stress. They indigoed, they deal with it. They come out. They don't want to talk about it. Um, is it healthy? No, of course not. <laughs> but that's how they deal with anxiety because it's just, it's too hard sometimes for an indigo to ask for help because they don't want to feel somebody else dealing with it. That's why if you're an indigo and you really need professional help, it's like you really need to find a counselor that gets it, that that really gets it on, not just like a superficial level, like on a very deep level. Otherwise, you feel that they don't understand you and it just kind of reaffirms that, yep, I should have done this all by myself. Got to talk about turquoises. Turquoises shift a lot. When they get anxious, they tend to shift their colors and pick up a ton of inauthentic ones. It's very hard for turquoises anyways in life to feel identity. That, like, I, like I talk about, they're like water. They hold the shape of things. They hold the reflection of what is going on. So turquoises can absorb the anxiety, but then they can become it. They can cope by taking in the things that they're not in order to get through it in a way which is totally inauthentic to them. To deal with anxiety, they can become someone else when it passes them by. For example, I often say turquoises are the most difficult to understand, especially when you are one. They need touch. They need grounding. This is why so many turquoises get attached to their crystals, simply because of their need to outsource their ability to get through things. They need anchors to deal with their anxiety. So they don't lose themselves as they push through it. Turquoises always have to be careful because they hold the reflection of what's going on, that they don't become the reflection, that they differentiate. So when there's things going on that are not in the turquoise's control, they they can try to become in control by becoming the things. The unaware turquoise has a hard time with this. The aware turquoise gets it. And then they have their outsourcing tools. Okay, I'm going to meditate, get my crystals, you know, I understand, self-talk, all that. Pinks, got to talk about the pinks because I have more of you now listening. Pinks, when anxious, tend to go hardcore into their fairy tale land. They will surround themselves even more stubbornly than usual in their world in order to deal with anxiety. They will use their imaginations. They will use their own version of reality, which they prefer. Not that they don't understand what is happening around them. They totally do. It's just something which they tend to ignore wholeheartedly. Um my daughter has a friend and I was talking to her mom and the mom uh, was saying how, you know, 
she she doesn't want to get old. Like she was talking about her daughter and she was saying, you know, she doesn't want to get older. She gets very upset that, you know, she's supposed to grow up or not play with Barbies anymore or do this and that. And the, and the kid's pink, you know, I see the full pink aura around this kid. And it's not that she doesn't understand that she's growing up and she doesn't, it's just, she's, she's refuses to do it. She absolutely refuses to do it. And the more they push, the more she'll just go into her own world. You know, and that's what pinks do, and that's why I think we all love pinks because they they really fight against it. If you watch that Paris Hilton <clears throat> documentary, I'm kind of going off on on this now. I forgot to talk about this. Um, I think when we were talking about Paris, but in a few episodes ago. But the last line, I thought it was so interesting. If you watched her documentary on uh, YouTube, the producer was like, you know, she I think she's late 30s or something, and the producer's like, you have to let your brand go. You know, it's you're going to age out, grow, or you're going to age out your brand. And Paris said like the most pink thing. She's like, no, I'm not. I'm going to do this forever. That's not going to happen. She's a smart girl. She built this like billion dollar industry. Like she knows she refuses and that's pink. That's what they do. When there's anxiety or stress, they just, they double down. (laughs) They double down on their imaginations, their own versions of realities. That's how they deal with anxiety, which is why I wanted to end on the pinks because they're so cool about it. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. So how do we deal with this? How do we deal with anxiety? How do we move forward? Um, a lot of you have been told things like, oh, let it go or just drop it or don't think about it or, you know, that doesn't work. None of that works. Anxiety is kind of like a radio you can't turn off in your head. If you're like me, it's always on no matter what. That's why going to sleep at night or or just having quiet time or it, these are things I have personally have had to practice because anxiety gets in there and makes itself known. So yeah, we can't do that. It's not going anywhere. So this is my recommendation. <laughs> you have to accept it. You have to accept its presence. And like I said, therapy helped me with that a lot. It a lot of it's just your brain reacting to the environment around you. Um you release chemicals, you get stressed out, your body thinks you have to run or flee or do this or that, you know, for, and, and that's just your physical response. And we're thankful for that. Thank you, body, for reacting normally. It's, it's too much. It's too much. So if you kind of understand it scientifically, you know, and you, and you accept its presence and you understand its purpose, it's just trying to keep you alive. It's easier to kind of accept why it's there. And then the next thing is what I've done is I've befriended it. Oh, there's my anxiety. It's not going anywhere. I don't try to make it go anywhere. I listen to it. I look it in the eye. Like I said with that toddler, what what would you like? What do you need now? You know, I'm listening. I listen to it. And I've taken it as a friend. And it's a friend that tells me, it's a friend that tells me what's going on. Just like pain. Just like when you're in pain. When some, you know, we don't like pain, but we're thankful for pain because we need it. If you're in pain, something's wrong. 
It's how you listen to your body. Same thing with anxiety. If you have it, something's wrong. It's time to listen to what that is. Could be the job you're in. Could be the relationship you're in. Could be a family situation. Could be something. There's something going on when you have anxiety that needs to be paid attention to. And it gets worse if you don't pay attention to it. And honestly, it might not be wrong. (laughs) It might not be wrong. So it's important that you understand that it's trying to tell you something's off here. And even if you can't do anything about it, at least acknowledge what it is it's trying to tell you that's off. And try to name it, even if there's no solution. Okay, I feel my boss's energy. She's really toxic. It gives me anxiety. Okay, that's what it is. I have no solution. I have to work here, but at least I know what it is. And then you ask yourself, well, can I do anything? Like, what can I do? And usually that's a question that we avoid because it means there's a lot of stuff we don't want to do. And that's like a whole other podcast. Next steps. What do we do now? And and we, you know, your ego steps in and tries to make you avoid that because what does your ego like you to do? The same thing every day. Likes you to be stuck. You're surviving just fine the way you are now. Please don't grow. Growth means death, okay? Because your ego, again, is a human part of you. So all this ties in, and if you see it, it's easier to circumvent it. Sometimes understanding where you do have control is helpful. You know, and and how do you make yourself feel in control? Like meditation can help you, journaling, throwing yourself into something that, you know, you want to do. Like, I want to read this book series, or I want to take this class, or I want to you know, start walking more, throw, take the, I want to clean, I'm cleaning the kitchen floors. I want to take that energy, that anxious energy and transform it into something positive for yourself. You have control that way. And, and just back to the election, like I see, you know, where do you feel triggered right now? Like if that's something that's stressing you out, you know, or anything, a family situation that's going on or anything you can't control, work situation, you know, things going on that have nothing to do with you, you know, like bring it back home. Like, why do I feel so personally triggered by this? And that's super important because what it does is it brings you back down to the thing that you can control because maybe these things that happen that have nothing to do with you have everything to do with you because they're reminding you of deep-seated emotional traumas that you have not healed yet where you don't feel control at all over, and they reside inside of you, and they need attention. A lot, that's the thing, like a lot, like with this election or just anything like globally that you don't, you know, you don't have a lot of control right now. It's like, but what is this? Do I feel like my life is unjust? Do I feel like people have walked over me? Who in my family has done this? Which friend just did this? Like, what what patterns does this remind me of in my own life? That can help you too, and and I guess just the anxiety brought you to that. And you can ask yourself, okay, how do I take care of this then? You know, who do I confront? How do I deal with it? How do I reflect upon it? And, and I guess my whole point with this, with this segment today was to have, like I said, a, a healthy respect for your anxiety. It's an affliction and it's something that isn't going anywhere, but it is something that can be helpful to you. It can be a tool if you start seeing it in a different way. And I hope this gave you some sort of insight into that tonight.
Thank you guys so much for listening. Hey, Scotty. Hey. So it's three days after I recorded that. Have you stopped yelling at the news? I'm still yelling at the news. <laughs> but you, like the, you drink a lot of coffee and you're and it's almost like you have to be there for them. It's, like it's true. <laughs> Yeah, I know, it's like really weird. I've actually the thing that I've actually um you know I've enjoyed the most is Vegas has the odds on it. Yeah. And I've been love watching the Vegas odds. That so. and who's your guy? Who's your guy with the count he counts the counties? You love uh, him. John, John King. Yeah, I you love, love I, John King. Yeah, I love the uh the uh the breakdown of the county. You like the, the math. Yeah. But anyway, I think with all the anxiety going on, we have a lot of people on the Mystic Michaela spiritual family who wrote in and want us to aura explain. Let's aura explain it. So aura explaining is when we just it's like dear Abby, yes. like that. Dear Mystic Michaela. But in aura. Yes. So we, we choose. We chose a few. Yeah, I will read them. Okay, and we'll tell you their aura colors. Uh, some of these people do know their aura colors. Some people do not. Okay. The first one we have is Shannon. Shannon. Okay. And read it Shannon to us. Shannon writes, Scott. Oh. That's a great way to get my attention. <laughs> Can you please ask Mystic Michaela what the heck I'm supposed to do with my life? I'm 23. I have no idea what the next step should be. Dye my hair. Okay. Well, that's very specific, I guess. Break up with my boyfriend because I'm too young and haven't experienced everything yet. Go back to school. Adopt more cats. I'm going through a quarter-life crisis and trying to connect with my life contract, but I still second-guess or still second-guessing everything. Okay. So, and then I'm looking at her picture. Okay. Um, but, like, what, what colors would you say she is based off of what well, she wrote? With the dying or of, explain it. Go. Yeah. With the dying of the hair, the cats... Breaking up with boyfriends. I'm thinking definitely some purple. Yeah. Purple bombing. Just purple bombing. Um, she doesn't really know what she wants to do. Yeah. She's getting caught up also on little things like just dyeing your hair. Yeah. Could that be yellow? Yes. Okay. She's purple yellow. Yeah. Scott, or explained it. <clears throat> yes. Okay. So here's the thing um, with you, Shannon. <laughs> you know, your purple yellow, and I just I have this other Instagram account, Know Your Aura Pod. It's for the podcast, and and I've been doing like aura combination explanations, and I just did yellow purple, and like it's just so hard because it's like that battle. It's like yellows are usually very logical, and let's do things you know this way, and it makes sense, and then the purple is just like screw that, you know. And I feel like that's what Shannon you're going through, and the thing is, is you have to watch the purple because if it feels like you're stuck or stagnant, which is what it sounds like you feel like deep down, you're gonna purple bomb, which means you're going to like go attack things that really have nothing to do with anything, but will make you feel like you're having a change. So dyeing your hair is harmless. Go for it. But like breaking up with your boyfriend because you're too young and haven't experienced everything, like the grass is not greener. Like it's not a reason to break up with him. Um, just because, you know, those things you have to watch, go back to school, adopt more cats, you know, these kind of things are more, I will never say no to adopting more cats. Like, always get the cats. But, like, those things are more that they can't hurt you. But be careful, like, with personal relationships or or money or even anything that has to do with hurting yourself. That's where you got to watch the purple because purple, when you're purple bombing, which it sounds like what you're doing, you're going to want to explode places in your life. And it doesn't matter where they are as long as you have the illusion of feeling like you're growing and changing. But really, it's just a bomb. Yeah. All right, so our next one comes from Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, I can tell right off the bat, is very smart. She <laughs> hashtagged Jumanji. I mean, once I see that, you know it's getting picked. So this is what Lindsay writes. I have an old friend from high school. We don't talk much other than when our families run into each other in our small, in our small hometown. 
I do enjoy seeing her posts about her kids and what she's been up to. But she's super into pyramid schemes, business, pyramid scheme businesses, books, workout clothes, candles, you name it. So she's selling a lot of the MLL stuff, right? Yeah. I have politely declined every single one the of her MLL. party. ML. M. ML. MLM. I have politely declined every single one of her party invitations, yet she continues to send me messages begging me to attend her parties online. It's become clear to me she's not interested in being friends or staying in touch. She's just trying to sell me. I think that I'm ready to block her on social media, but I feel guilty for wanting to do this. What should I do? All right, or explain her, Scott. So, Lindsay, obviously the person that you were friends with in high school is some red or a person, maybe, or yellow or something, very intense energy, keeps coming after you, wanting you to, you know, join these schemes for her own benefit. Uh, You obviously are not into it, but you don't want to hurt her feelings. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to assume that Lindsay is definitely either indigo or blue. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't, you you probably have to go through that one. Um, And she doesn't know what to do because she actually feels the person's energy wanting her to do it. Mm-hmm. Like she, this lady wants her to do it, but she doesn't want to do this it. This is like your own life living with me. Yes, this is exactly <laughs> what I live with. So that's why I know I'm the indigo whisperer. Uh, that's why I'm saying you're indigo. Uh, am, I, am I close? Yeah, she's like a very, she's like blue to go. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I wasn't sure. I, actually, that's right. I wasn't sure if she was oh, yeah, blue or Yeah, indigo. that's kind of like, I'm not sure. It's like blue to go. Yeah. And the friend probably is like a, like more you intense. You never know. Because yeah. sometimes they, the problem with the MLM, well, I'll get into that, but keep going. Oh, and that was it. She just oh, wanted, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So here's the thing, Lindsay. Um, and and yeah. <laughs> so because you're blue to go, you do like to actually see kids' pictures on on social media. That is like blue to go. Like I know yeah, Scott, yeah. you don't care, which no. is a mean thing to say. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but like honestly, like blue to go, blues and indigos, we don't mind seeing your kids' pictures or your cats or your dog. Like we like it. We're like excited about your Halloween photos or first day back to school. Like we're into right. it. So there, right there, like that's like a very just empath thing. Um, but yeah, I think like with MLM, and we all have friends that uh, you don't do it. And the thing is, is some of them have boundaries and some don't. So the the thing is, is that she's not respecting your boundaries. So nothing against MLM people. A lot of the people I personally know who are MLM people understand after a few polite no's, they stop asking, you know, this one is not meaning she has boundary issues, meaning now the ball's in your court and it, you are not a bad person for blocking her on social media because it's inauthentic and it's not nice and she's pushing. But yeah, it's like Scott said, you're feeling her want and her need and all that desperation and that, and that's all her stuff. And when you're blue to go or deep blue or indigo, like you can feel other people's wants and needs and their like desperation. And it, you feel like you have to heal that or fix that, but that's not yours. That's theirs. And it's amazing how it comes through social media, just through a Facebook message, yep. like invitation, like you feel like, Oh, like just the decline can like, Oh my God, I feel so mean. Am I a bad person? Nope. You're feeling how she feels about you doing that. And that's not nice. So there is no problem blocking her on social media or muting her or whatever you have to do. All right. Our next one comes from Justine. She sent in a picture of herself and her husband. 
She writes, I think my husband is the funniest guy in the whole world. Oh. Oh, Justine, come on. So cute. Everybody knows that's me, but all right. (laughs) That's sweet. Maybe he's the second most funniest. (laughs) Um, I think my husband is the most funniest guy in the world. That's very sweet. And his weird really matches my weird. Oh. Uh, It's kind of like us. Yeah. But he does not understand my easy overwhelm and need for alone time. What's the deal? All right. Or explain it, Scott. This is an easy one. Yeah. He is not the indigo whisperer. Yeah. He has to understand that the indigo or the blue to go, whatever, needs the downtime. Yeah. So as funny as he is, and let's say things are going great, conversation's going well, eventually that indigo person needs to slink off. Hopefully the Netflix is still on and the red person paid the bill and go watch you know, the Queen's Gambit. Or Vampire Diaries for the third or fourth time. It soothes me. So that's an easy one for me. He's probably, I'm going to assume he's not a red, and I'm going to probably say he's probably a green. He is. Yeah, he's a green. She's an indigo. Um, Yeah, so here's the thing, Justine. Because he's green, I think red people get it a little, not that green people get it. It just takes them a minute, and they need more logic. So it's with your green guy, he just doesn't understand that. Because he doesn't understand it, it's still not real to you. So here's my green person logic to give you. And I've used this with other people before, and I really feel like it works. Let's say you had a migraine headache. Would he, what, how would he react to it? He'd bring you Excedrin. He'd you know, turn the lights off. He'd say, take your moment. That's like, Does he have a headache? No. Can he feel your headache? No. Does he not believe you're having one? Of course not. That's the same thing with your empath overwhelm. Just because he doesn't experience it, it himself, he has to understand does not mean it's not real. So if you can explain this because green people need to be explained things in certain ways so that they understand it, then I feel like you can be like, oh, okay, get it. So this empath overwhelm is some sort of condition that you have akin to like a headache. So I will respect it even though I have no idea what it's about, how it feels or understand it at all. All right, there it is. Last yeah. one. Let's do one more to okay. end it up. Okay. Uh, Tiana writes, I'm usually aura explaining everything. Yes. That's awesome. We love that when, when the- Or explain it. Yeah, we love it. I don't typically drink and hang out with friends, self-diagnosed indigo. She's a self-diagnosed indigo. Okay, I love so it. So she's kind of like a loner, doesn't yeah. drink, doesn't have friends. But a couple of weeks ago, there was something I couldn't miss out on. Well, I got drunk. And couldn't access my abilities as well. And I finally had an audience who wanted to hear me go off on all things Aura. Here's a photo of me at said event. It's her in a hot tub boat. Um, (sighs) The drink and let your purple out. (laughs) Yeah. She's a purple indigo. That's what I have to go with on this one. And there's a lesson here, people. Yeah, what's the lesson, If you want to be a good Aura explainer, you can't drink with it. Because... You know, what's going to happen is, you know, finally your moment is, there it is. You have your moment. You've been waiting for this. You finally got out, you know, pandemic and all, whatever. And now you have your audience and you're just too drunk to Aura's plane. There sounds like she did it. No, but, but she it's couldn't not, do it well. Um, yeah. No, oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically what, she, basically what happened was she was no, calling. said she finally had an audience who wanted to hear her go off. Right, but then she couldn't Aura. do it well. So basically what happened was she was telling green people they were red. She was telling purple people they were yellow. I was thinking she just like lost her inhibitions and now the next day everyone's like, are you a crazy aura person? (laughs) And she's like, oh God, you know, now they're all going to want aura readings and understand it or I don't know. We'll see. She'll have to clarify for us. Yeah. Tiana. Tiana, you're an indigo purple. You're an indigo purple. We love that you are explained. 
And, you know, we'll, we'll clean up the mess. Yeah. Yeah. You we, got we, it. We, it's we, okay. We, Send yeah. them to us. Yeah. You definitely, what happened was your indigo, which is probably your dominant color, went, you know, went wayward when you had a couple of beers. And then when you, I don't know, you saw the hot tub on the boat. I right. mean, the purple's just like, we're doing this. Yeah. Let's get out. Woohoo. Right. <laughs> and she, you had a purple moment. She doesn't drink a lot. So she took oh, a yeah. sip of vodka she, and it's a, all over. She had one sip of vodka. She's, she's mystic Tiana on the boat. Yeah. She's <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like going to like bug her now. All the green friends in her life are like, yeah. oh, a color. Do you see Tiana? Yeah. And welcome to my life, Tiana. MT. Welcome to my, <laughs> welcome to my life. MM and MT. All the green people make fun of you. All right, people. All right. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. I hope this helped you with your anxiety this week, made you chuckle, made you understand, made you just be able to communicate with yourself a little bit better. And we are always here for you. You guys take care. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, we'll hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing whilst you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. Then cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app.